Welcome back to another episode of Family Juggles. It has been a while, and I apologize for that. It has been so nuts. We have been adulting so hard, and it sucks. We have been crazy busy over the last, I think my last podcast was in June. Didn't do one for July and doing August. So we unexpectedly moved, and if anyone has ever moved, moving is the worst, and moving in Texas summer heat is really, really the worst. So it has just been so crazy packing up a house, moving, and trying to unpack and settle in. So we have been dealing with that, and it hasn't been fun. So anyway, that's what we've been doing all summer. It kind of put a unexpected turn in our summer plans, but it's all good. We are actually thinking about building our own home because the housing market is so crazy right now. I think that's probably going to be the best bet. And so we're trying to deal with all that and just so many things going on. So I have a couple of different projects going on. I have my full-time job and then I am also a part-time photographer and I am starting a business with a friend, trying to get that going and learning about what we're doing. Basically it's time consuming. Also, I do furniture pieces that I really enjoy doing that because it's such like a stress reliever for me. So I do that when I have time as well. And then in between I've been moving and the kids start school next week. So having to prepare them for school, unpacking and all these little project pieces that I have going on. But one thing that I wasn't planning on doing, but just kind of jumped out at me when we were moving was I realized how much clutter we have in our home We moved out of a pretty big house, which equals lots of stuff. We had so much stuff and it was so overwhelming to move it all. And you really, really question what you have when you need to move it. Like, do I really, really want to move this piece or do I really want to move all my pairs of shoes And you know, a lot of that stuff, if you think about it, you need so little to actually survive, but yet we have so much. And it got to the point where I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that we had so much stuff. Why do we need all this stuff? 10 pairs of black shoes, so many handbags. I just couldn't wrap my mind around this. I had serving dishes for parties. And I think it all has to do with the fact that I like to be prepared. So I overbuy stuff. It was so overwhelming to the point where I wanted to hire someone 
to come help me declutter because I was literally, I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but when you have so much going on that you literally cannot think anymore, your brain just freezes up. You cannot logically make a decision. You can't follow through with something because you literally shut down. Your brain just shuts down. I was at this point, I was standing in the middle of the room with box after box after box, and I literally could not unpack the boxes because I had no idea where the stuff was going to go. It was so much and so much everywhere that it just felt easier not to do anything. Like, don't do anything because I, I couldn't, I couldn't even make a decision. And that is so unlike me. I was a little bit scared. Oh my gosh, like what kind of situation am I in? So I actually reached out to a professional organizing service and her response was so calming to me. They are a bit pricey. (laughs) They come into your house and there is a difference between an organizer, a declutterer, and someone like a housekeeper. They will not clean your baseboards. They will not do any of that extra stuff but they will help you have a good work flow of your things. If you explain to them in the kitchen, this is what I use the most. This is what I really want to keep. The way she explained it was we work at your pace. We try to understand the root of the problem. That way we can solve the problem. And we just try to give you a more efficient space so you can maximize the space that you do have. And the testimonials that they had were so impressive life-changing is what several people called the service. And I bet it is life-changing because I can't imagine, like at the point where I was, I needed a life-changing service. And I ended up not hiring them because after I read that and she kind of explained the process, we take it one step at a time and you'd have to really make that decision I was like, wait a minute, I could totally do this. Instead of just seeing the overall problem, let me tackle smaller projects first so I'm not so overwhelmed. And that's exactly what I did. So I am on this decluttering spree and it feels so amazing. I don't even know how I can explain it other than a relief. I can think better. I feel lighter. I don't feel so weighed down. And I would recommend this to anyone and everyone, especially if you have children, because it is so easy to accumulate stuff once you have children. Your habits are being passed down to these kids. So you want to establish boundaries with your stuff, what comes in, and how to keep your home clutter-free. Because... You're just wasting time. I don't know how else to say it. If I look back and I think about all the time I spent cleaning up the same things over and over and over again, it's intense. It's so much time. Why do we keep doing this to ourselves? Wouldn't it just be easier just to toss it? And the crazy part is that children are so accustomed to getting things, toys to play with, books to read, things to do. We always want them to be busy. But 
The child is more creative and they play more when they are actually less busy. So if we keep throwing stuff at them, we're not giving them the opportunity to be bored. They are being overwhelmed, overstimulated, just like we are when we have so much to choose from, that they are choosing not to play with their toys. I mean, how many parents out there can say that their children play with their toys all the time? I know my own kids, they have toys galore. They have so many toys, but I don't see them playing with them very often. Yes, occasionally they're in their room and they're playing, but not as much as I thought they would be given the amount of toys that they have. Oftentimes they come down and they're like, I'm bored. What can I do? There's nothing to do. I mean, they have a room full of toys up there. What the heck? But we are just as parents giving them too many options, too many toys, too many things to choose from. And they are shutting down. They are not playing. They are not given the opportunity to be bored, to be creative, to do things that you do when you have nothing else to think about. So it is so important that your child have that time to be bored, to not have so much stuff to choose from. So that was my real motivator. I can do this. So the way that I went about this worked totally for me. And once you pick up momentum, it is much easier, but it is so easy to get distracted, to get overwhelmed. So I definitely suggest starting small. So for example, for Alexander, he is my seven-year-old, the youngest of my kids who has a lot of stuff. He still plays with a lot of toys. The girls don't, Isabella doesn't have any toys, but her mess is a little bit different. She has more makeup and clothes and art supplies and things like that. Alex still has a lot of action figures and cars and puzzle pieces and just little things that accumulate so fast and they're all over the floor before you know it. So what I did with him is we started with his toy box and I literally took everything out of the toy box and I made three different piles. Keep, donate, trash. So with these three piles, obviously everything that was broken or missing pieces, automatic trash. Donate are things that are still good, that someone else can benefit from these things we would put in this pile. It's a lot of things that he outgrew, some stuffed animals, toys that he no longer played with, books that he had already read, that all can be donated. Clothes that is in good shape, but doesn't fit anymore. Donate, sell, whatever, get rid of it. And then the key pile is things that he plays with, that bring him joy, that he's really attached to. And I strongly suggest that when you are decluttering your child's room, that your child be in there. I know so many parents that have said, you know, I go in there when they're at school or when they're asleep and I just take all the stuff that they don't play with and I put it in a bag and just get rid of it. While that may work for some parents and for some kids, for me, it was very important that my child be involved because I didn't want to throw away, like to me, this painted rock is a painted rock and it means nothing. But to Alex, this painted rock, he had worked so hard for it. He really liked it. It was a freaking rock, but he wanted to keep it. 
And had I done this in the middle of the night when he was asleep, I would have tossed it. And for him, it was so important to keep. And because it, these things are his, I wanted him to have a say. I want him to be able to make a decision. Is this keep? Is this go? If I'm keeping it, why am I keeping it? And he has to know that everything he keeps has to have a home. When you're done playing with it, put it back where it belongs. If you teach your children these like basic things when they are young, it will open up so much more of your time because you're not going to be the one in there cleaning all the time and you will have less stuff because you're only keeping what you really play with or what is really important to you. I did this same little thing throughout my entire house. I had crazy amounts of things. I had like six or seven pie crust, like those glass containers to make pies. One, the only time I really make pies is Thanksgiving. Why I need seven pie things, I have no idea. It's so easy to accumulate stuff. It's so easy to buy things now that I just have so much of it that just thinking about it gives me hives. And I know that I can't be the only one, which is why I'm having this whole podcast about it, because we are living in a society where consumerism is so like at the top. You are constantly bombarded with commercials, with ads, buy this, buy that. You need this. This is more convenient. You are so busy at work. This will make your life 10 times easier when you get home. Buy this Instapot, buy this Crock-Pot, buy this because it's easy, it's fast, it's convenient. But do we really need all this stuff? I kept going over and over in my mind. And I actually, on Facebook, I had a online garage sale where I posted a lot of my stuff. I had two crock pots. I had like beverage dispensers, but just multiple, like anything that I had multiples of, I don't need it. Toss it. I was just so fed up with things. I was determined that my next move was going to be way simpler, that I was only going to keep things that I really liked, that I wore, that I needed. I no longer was I going to be just hauling stuff around with me. Like, what was the point? So I hope that some of you guys can relate to some of these issues. I know that I cannot be the only one dealing with, you know, children that have toys that they don't play with or having 20 purses that you really don't use because, I mean, really, you only use one purse at any given time. Do I really need 20 purses? No, I don't. And and I'm sure people collect things for the weirdest things. And I'm trying to get into that mentality that if I don't need it, I shouldn't buy it. So, for example, I have seven pairs of tennis shoes. I do not need seven pairs of tennis shoes. I need one. And when that one is wore out or I need a new pair because they're broken or they're just too old, then at that point, buy another pair of tennis shoes. But why on God's green earth? I have seven. Who knows? I think at some point in your life, you realize that, hey, I am spending too much time, too much money, too much energy on this stuff. Stuff. It's not even like people. It's stuff. And there comes a point where time is more important to you than stuff. You pay for the convenience. You pay to have that time. Wouldn't it be better to spend your time with your family, with your children, or doing something that you really love versus cleaning up the same clutter over and over and over again? So just like that thought process has really, really hit home with me. I even created an Instagram page 
simply uncluttered just because I feel that I can really go somewhere with this and I really want to be held accountable for keeping the momentum. Uncluttering is not a one time and done type thing. This is a a commitment that you have to make daily. We have this terrible habit of checking the mail. I would go through it real quick, take out the important stuff, and then the rest of the stuff that you really know is trash, you toss. But things like, like your bank statement, you know, you have to look at that so you keep it. Kind of like insurance statement. And I would just put it in a pile, stack, stack, stack. Like I knew that those bills were paid, but I wanted to keep the statement just to make sure everything was accurate. But instead of going through it then and there, it was like all over the countertop. And had I just taken, you know, I don't know, five seconds that day to sort it out, look through it, file what I needed to file, toss what I needed to toss, like I wouldn't have that clutter. So I am trying to be more conscientious about when I come home, let me hang up my jacket, me put away my purse, let me go through the mail and put it away, toss it, not leaving things on the counter, just trying to... I mean, it's procrastination and that's just in in small forms of it too, because I don't generally consider myself a procrastinator, but when it comes to little things like this that equate to bigger things down the road, pretty soon your counter is completely cluttered and now you have to spend, I don't know, like an hour and a half cleaning everything that you could have put away, you know, if you had taken five minutes every day. I guess it's how you want to spend your time, but no joke when your mind is uncluttered. I often feel that when I have a lot going on in my home, like a lot of junk or the move, I literally felt my mind. I couldn't think straight. When you know that everything has, you just feel better. You just feel lighter. You can see clarity. And that to me is really important. I want to be sharp. I want to be able to remember things. I don't want to be weighed down with this stuff. So I'm on this journey and I hope that I continue with it because you can feel the difference. The energy shift is big. And the thing is, I don't even really miss what I've gotten rid of, what I've sold. I had no need for it. I have no use for it. And I am by no means done. I haven't even touched my closet. There's so much stuff there. And I really thought I was going to have a hard time. I mean, it's really easy to do the kids' rooms and stuff. Kitchen, same thing, use it or lose it. But my office and my room, I mean, those are my things. So I really thought I was going to have a really, really hard time letting go of things. And surprisingly, my office was pretty fast. I didn't really struggle as much as I thought, even though I had an overwhelming amount of things. I... If you don't know me, I collect stationery (laughs) and pens of every color, markers, all that stuff, notepads. So I do tend to have a lot of that stuff. But surprisingly, I didn't have a hard time letting go of a lot of it. I still kept quite a bit that I use. My closet, I haven't really touched it, but I'm really hoping that that goes as smoothly as my office had gone. You know... There's just a point where you've had it all. You don't need it. You don't want it anymore. Why are you spending your time and energy on this stuff? So if you guys want to follow me on Instagram on this particular subject, I'm going to be posting daily 
tips on how to keep your life organized, your house organized. And I guess I shouldn't say organized because organization is one thing and decluttering is another. And I'm more focused on decluttering because you can have the most organized home, but if you have a lot of clutter, it's only a matter of time before this starts overflowing into parts of the house. So my suggestion would be declutter, organize, and then try to keep it organized and then periodically declutter. Because just because you liked it six months ago, it doesn't mean you're going to like it or still use it in six months. So it's just kind of a thing that you have to keep doing. And I am hoping that we are successful because even with my mind shift, I can see my children's mind kind of shift like, oh, well, mom said this or this or that. Do we really need it? Maybe we should get rid of it. Being really honest with them and telling them exactly why you're doing what you're doing. You want to have more time, more time to be able to spend with them and to do things together. And if you're constantly cleaning up after them, that's never going to happen. So it's important to get everyone on board. And most kids are completely okay with it. They're completely resilient. And once you explain what is happening, they're completely for it. So I wish you much success in this area. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach me through Instagram or Facebook. But I am completely committed in helping other families or other people declutter and live the life that they want to live. Spend it doing things they want to be doing instead of cleaning the same stuff over and over. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast. It was mind changing for me when I made the realization that this is what I wanted to do. And maybe you're ready and maybe you're not, but it's definitely a commitment. And if you're ready to take it and you need help, I would love to help you. And if you're not ready, then you're not ready. And that's okay too. There's no right or wrong way to do this. It's at your own pace. Do as little or as much as you want. It's all up to you. So thank you for listening to another episode of Family Juggles. And remember, don't struggle with the juggle.